As we turn in God's word this morning, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 10. I said already that the uh, kind of the theme is uh, joy. And in this uh, section of uh, scripture, we see that Jesus sends out the 72 and then they come back. So, but before we read God's word, let's pause and ask for his presence and guidance with us. Lord, as we open your word this morning, we invite Holy Spirit, your presence with us. Take these words and apply them into our hearts and into our minds that we may gain understanding, a greater understanding of who you are and of your love and your grace, your power, your mercy, but also your joy. Help us to find ourselves in the story. Help us to receive from you words of encouragement, words of direction, words of wisdom for us as we journey with you. And we thank you that we can have this space where we can meet freely to receive your word and to let it nourish us and to worship you and to respond. So we ask, Lord, that you would just remove anything that would be a distraction to us. And we thank you that as your word goes out, it will accomplish what you plan and you purpose for it. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to read Luke uh, chapter 10. I'm going to read the first four verses because that sets the context for where we want to go, which is verses 17 through 24. So after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. And he gives further uh, directions and instructions, and they head on out, and then they come back. We see in verse 17 then, but the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that same time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. 
all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Father. No one knows the, no one knows who the Son is except the Father. And no one knows who the Father is except the Son and to those the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it. And hear what you hear, but did not hear it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning. We see Jesus, he sent out the 12 and they'd come back. And then he's sending out this larger group of 72 of his disciples, people that had been following him, sending him on ahead into the villages that he was to be going into in order that they could preach the good news about the kingdom of God. And off they went and they come back and they come back pumped. That's the only way to describe it. They come back, this, just this joy. And they come back to kind of debrief with the Lord what's going on, to kind of share, this is, this is what happened, to kind of look, did you, did you see? And, and share stories of what happened. And all of them are like full of joy because the demons submitted to them. They were watching when they said in the name of Jesus, transformation take place in people's lives. It's exciting to see that. It's exciting to watch someone walk through that experience of deliverance of an evil spirit. I have the privilege of having done that a number of times and to see the contrast and the difference that it makes when somebody is set free. When somebody ex- experiences inner healing where Jesus touches uh, maybe a memory in their past and the change takes place in them. And they come out of a time of prayer, radiant, smiling. The effect of their face is completely changed. There's a a freedom, there's a lightness, there's a joy that they have too. And it's exciting to see. And it's no surprise then that the disciples were just just pumped and excited at seeing that taking place as they've been out and as they've been ministering. And they come back to tell Jesus, this is what was going on. This person was set free and this person was set free. And Jesus comes and he doesn't rebuke them, but he just kind of gently redirects them. Sometimes we need a gentle redirect. We've we've got it, but sometimes just Jesus needs to gently redirect our focus. And that's what he does in verses 19 and 20. He says, yeah, I've I've given you all this authority. He says, but don't rejoice that the demons submit to you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It says, don't don't rejoice. Don't focus on the deliverance. Don't focus on the cool stuff that's happening. Because it's not really about the cool stuff. 
But what is really important, it's about your position. It's about who you are in me. It's the authority that I have given you that you have stepped into that allows the cool stuff to take place. But it's only because of who you are. It's only because of who I am. It's only because of that relationship with me. Because it's my authority that I've extended to you. Because you're in relationship with me. It's that salvation piece. It says, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice in that salvation. Rejoice that you've been adopted into sonship, as Paul would later talk about when he talks about, talks about salvation. That, that we have this relationship with God, that we can call him Father. And that as a result of that, yes, we do have authority, but it's because of who we are in Jesus Christ. That is our greatest strength is who we are in Christ, that we belong to him, body and soul and life and death, that that is our only comfort, as the Heidelberg Catechism question and answer one reminds us again and again. It's about him. It's about Jesus. And so when the disciples were just just getting off a little bit, not, not completely, they knew it was in Jesus' name, that stuff was happening, but they, they were kind of getting excited about the stuff, and Jesus was replying, no, it's about me. Remember, it's always about me. And having said that, then, we see that Jesus then moves into this response it says, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, and moves into praise to the Father. Praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father. And no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and to those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Jesus was saying here and reminding the disciples, it's not about what you know. It's not about learning and knowledge. He's not revealed that to them. It's not about having the facts and having the understanding, having the great wisdom, having the great theology, having it all sorted out and set and, and systematized. Says that, that wasn't where it went. That's what the, 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 um, the scribes and the Pharisees and the students of the law were digging deep into to trying to get the understanding of what was going on. And Jesus is saying, it's not about the knowledge, it's about the knowing. It's about the relationship of who the Father is and who the Son is 
and the revelation of that that comes out of relationship. Jesus reveals the Father to these 72, to these disciples. No, he doesn't sit them down. He doesn't get them, okay, we're going to send you out, so you need three years of classes, and we're going to cover all of this, basic Christianity 101, then we're going to cover evangelism, then we're going to cover spiritual warfare, because you're going to experience that. And, and once you are ready, once you have the knowledge, then you get to go out, and then you get to go do it. He just says go. Because it's about knowing who I am and being in relationship with me. He says, it's not complex. He says, even a child can get it. He says, he revealed it to little children. The children are probably the best theologians that we have. They can receive it better than we do because we get this thing in the way. That was... Jesus was joyful because he was, wasn't about the knowing, not about the knowledge. It was about the knowing and who it was that we knew. Really what we see here in verses 21 and, and 22, well, 21 through 24 is Jesus experiencing and stepping into really a prophetic vision. It says that Jesus is full of joy. And actually, the, when you look in the, get technical and look in the Greek, it's a different word than the joy that the disciples had, had experienced. It, it's, it's a word that means being filled up with joy. It, it's that, the, the same word that, that the Philippian jailer had when he suddenly is filled with joy when he realizes the opportunity of salvation. It's the same joy that we see in the book of Revelation when the 24 elders are, are filled with joy and casting their crowns before the Lord. It's, um, it really is this, that Jesus was filled Filled. He was filled with the Holy Spirit at that point. And it's as the Holy Spirit is filling him that he really has this vision and this picture. And he shares it with the disciples of Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Of him being displaced. And we recognize it's really a prophetic picture. We don't know when it was happening. Whether that was Jesus having a, a picture of past, present, or future. And there's all the commentators are divided. There's some that say past, some that say future, some that say present. And really, it's not important. It's a prophetic vision. And often when a prophetic vision is given, you're stepping into a place where time really doesn't have uh, the same relevance. And Jesus was seeing it, and it wasn't, it's pictured as Satan falling from heaven. It's the picture of Satan being displaced. And why does that give Jesus joy? It's not getting rid of the enemy. That gives joy. But what Jesus is seeing is it's a 
vision of the kingdom of God that is taking place. And that is what filled him with joy. Because the kingdom was present. And so he rejoiced greatly or was uh, full of joy or exceedingly joyful always in which we could translate that, that word. Because the kingdom of God was being made real. It was being manifested in his midst, in the midst of the 72 as they were there. Because people were being set free. And Satan was being displaced. And Jesus was seeing these 72 step into that place. Step into that place of belonging to him, of owning his name, having faith in him in order to speak out in Jesus' name. Of stepping out in faith and of doing the work of the kingdom. And that gave Jesus incredible joy. It was that kingdom vision that Jesus had that pushed him and pointed him forward. It's the same sense of joy that we read in Hebrews 12. We open the service with this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecting our, of our faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Because of the joy of what he could see of the kingdom that was coming, Jesus went through everything that he went through. As we celebrate at the Lord's table this morning, his death and resurrection, it was so for the joy of being able to see us gathered here in his part of his kingdom and his kingdom coming. Jesus gets the joy when we embody the kingdom of God. And that's really the, the challenge then for us. When we step out in the joy of who we are in Jesus Christ, and yeah, that can be a, a, a happy feeling, yes, but joy is also a deep sense of security that we know that we know, that we know, that we are known. That we are known. That we belong body and soul in life and death. Not just intellectually, but we know it with our whole being. And because of that, we can step out into it. It's not just intellect, just, just this understanding. You know, if I stand on that chair, it's going to hold my weight. But it's actually fully believing that when I stand on here... It's, it's going to hold me with my full being. That's that joy that we have that steps, that allows us to step out and embody the kingdom. Whether that means doing deliverance ministry or, or uh, doing inner healing or going out and doing evangelism whether it means establishing some big ministry or having a huge crusade like Billy Graham, sometimes that's what we can think about when, it, when we talk about embodying the kingdom, and it's a picture that's way out there. 
we embody the kingdom when we step out and volunteer at Crossroads Clinic. Or when we take part in the Mother's Day oil change. Or when we teach English to new immigrants. Or even when we gather together as churches here in Brooks to worship. We embody the kingdom when we seek justice in situations. True justice, biblical justice. When we advocate for those people that don't have a voice, that need someone to come alongside them and support them. We embody the kingdom when we stop to help somebody who's in need. We embody the kingdom when we pause to give a word of encouragement to someone. We embody the kingdom when we pause and take time to just notice what's going on. Whether it's the store clerk that we can talk to by name and bless them. Or anybody that comes in our past, the the receptionist that we'll meet this week, the school teacher that we have an interview with, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't have to be a big thing. When we know who we are in Jesus Christ. When we have that joy and step out of that to meet a need, to speak a word, to be a blessing, to simply be a smiling face to someone who's having a difficult day or speak a word of encouragement to that mother with three kids that are running ragged all over the store pulling stuff off the shelves and is kind of wondering what's going on and we can just speak a word of encouragement to them and a word of peace. How will you embody the kingdom this week? Again, knowing who we are in Christ. Knowing what he has done for us as we've celebrated this morning. That gives us love in our hearts. It gives us joy and gives us peace. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Demands something of me in gratitude and in service, in response So whatever is going on around us, whether it's good or bad inside of us, we can be lights of hope. And it doesn't have to be a huge, just a little light of hope, a little light of mercy, a little light of love to the world around us. And as we do that, Jesus gets all the glory. And Jesus is filled with joy. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that in your love, you embrace us. 
in the darkest places of our lives with your hope and your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit that transforms us and is transforming us and gives us the opportunity to be people of transformation, people of your kingdom. Lord, in the darkness of our world so many times, the light of your kingdom presence is so needed. And we thank you that you call us into those places. Help us to see the opportunities that we have this week and to respond. In those little acts that demonstrate your love, your grace, and even your joy. And we thank you, Father, that, that we don't have to struggle and do it ourselves because you said that you will be with us, that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. And so we pray that you would fill us with your joy. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we go from this place, we go with these words, this prayer. God of all times and all places, as we leave this place of worship, help us to know that there is no place we might go that will separate us from you. And with this sure knowledge, give us spirit-inspired courage and imagination to discern faithful ways of responding to every person we meet this week and to every situation we encounter. May we walk in the joy of the Lord as we go. And so we leave with God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And all God's people said, Amen.